Welcome to Athlete Institute Pulse. Um, today, episode seven, I'm sitting down with uh, another, none other than um, Gil McGowan. Um, oh, the episode title today is S&M. <laughs> you want to explain yourself, Gil, as to why you came up with the show title? S&M is an example of my uh, abilities in CrossFit because of my age which Tyler will, will probably ask me at some point. It's called Senior Modified. So in the wads, I do a Senior Modified wad. So, so those of you that know Gil, um, you know that, um, well, Gil's always good for a good laugh. Um, jokes, um, including dad jokes or filthy jokes. Um, um, one of the primary reasons why I wanted him on here today is because uh, how much fun he can be. So. Uh, and of course, let's start off the show with a joke, which is the show title is S and M. Um, welcome, Gil. Uh, thanks, thanks for being part of the show. No problem. Um, you've listened to a few of these episodes, I guess, in the past. Mm -hmm. Your wife, Linda. For those of you who don't know, um, I'm sure a lot of you have met Coach Linda. She's coached both um, CrossFit and Core Five with us for um, I forget what we covered. Well over a year now, right? Um, and Linda's husband, Gil, is also a member of ours. Have you done any Core 5 classes? Yes. You have? Okay. Yep. Uh, primarily CrossFit, but you have tried Core 5 as well. Um, he's usually the one walking through the gym. Um, you don't realize the, the jokes that are going to come out of his mouth <laughs> at times, but uh, usually some sort of grin on his face. Um, uh, so welcome. So let, let's get started. Let's talk about, um, first of all, uh, if you don't mind, Tell everybody how old you are. I turned 65 on June 1st this year. Um, I, I will tell you, have you met Steve Foey? No. You haven't met Steve. Steve's no. the oldest member in the gym, and he's quite proud of this. Um, he's he 60. Have it. Yeah, he's <laughs> 60, 67. Um, and we've talked about this in the past, or he has kind of wondering, you know, who else in the gym is, you know, or, I, as far as I know, um, he's, well, actually, I used to think he was 69, but it turns out he's 67. Anyways, there's always, there always seems to be this joke with Steve as well, that, um, he's the oldest member in the gym. So, um, uh, at 65 years of age, a lot of people I'm sure would scratch their heads a little bit. And, and I'm sure you've come across this, which we'll touch on, uh, as to why exactly you do CrossFit, why exactly, you know, you're a member at a, a gym such as CrossFit Orangeville or Core 5, the Athlete Institute. Um, let, why don't we go back a little bit and, and talk about kind of early life for you. Did you play any sports? Did you, uh, um, growing up? <clears throat> well, I was born and raised in Toronto uh, with um, two brothers and a sister. Um, we weren't a very uh, wealthy family, actually. We are quite not wealthy. Uh, we had a... Um, 800 square foot house right. and six people slept in an 800 square foot house uh, and uh, my younger brother was the prodigal son that got the only pair of hockey stake skates that uh, my dad could af afford subsequently you know i did get into judo for a little while through the ymca in toronto um, other than that really no uh, specific sports in, in school uh, moved to uh, bramley in 1967 when it was very small um, went into high school, played a little football, but then I got really interested in the gymnastics club. I spent four years in the gymnastics club and I was doing 
high bar and parallel bar um, floor exercises. Um, so I, I was able to uh, kind of let go of some frustration that way. And, uh, and to this day, and Tyler knows, I, can, I still do my cartwheels once in a while, <laughs> just to show that at 65 I can do a full cartwheel. Oh, only on your birthday, right? Uh, yeah. What was, I, the, I, what was the story about some of the cartwheels you've done in the past? Well, I just do them at karate because the young kids ask me to, uh, they say I can't do cartwheels because I'm too young, or too old I should say, and, and then I show them I can do cartwheels. So, and I do cartwheels um, in restaurants uh, <laughs> on my birthday. Um, I'm known for doing my cartwheels in, on beaches and uh, at conferences and things like that. So it's it's a oh always with clothes on, always with oh actually I do have a picture if anybody's interested with me in a in a thong, <laughs> doing a cartwheel, um, and I'll share that with anybody who wants to see that picture. The um, I don't think we'll put that up on Instagram. Yeah, gymnastics was really my my biggest thing, and then um, as I, I grew out of high school, I got into uh, some uh, mountain biking, uh, and then I got into running heavily. I, uh, I started to do a ton of running. Um, to that end, I ran uh, two marathons. What's the time frame on that? When did you do your My marathon was, eight, well, was in 85, so that's 30 years ago. I did the Ottawa Marathon in three hours and 10 minutes. Wow. Um, I was very motivated. Um, my that's grandmother used to ask me what I was running from. Uh, she didn't understand why I went running. Uh, my typical run was to go from, in a Sunday morning, a warm-up was to go from downtown Brampton to the Way Scales, just north of King Road. That was my 16-mile, uh, just leisurely run. And I remember hearing no, Rob, thanks. Robin talk about the runner's high, and I would run down Highway 10 and be able to just fly down Highway 10 like there was no tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my biggest thrill of that was when people pulled out of an intersection and either you had to stop, I would just run across the top of their hoods and keep going. Uh, and they'd sit there in their car in amazement as I stood, put two feet on one on the front bumper and one on the other bumper and kept going right across and running down the road. Uh, but that, that, that's it, that was the extent uh, of my, my exercise. Like I said, a lot of mountain biking at one point, going up to Collingwood a lot and riding the trails up and down blue. Um, but other than that, I... Do you play football or anything? Just in high school, briefly. Yeah. Uh, then I had to get a job because <clears throat> that was the way the world. So, yeah. Was there any um, weightlifting or anything? Yeah, there was weightlifting in, involved with the the gymnastics, uh, with the, the football, yeah. and uh, my dad was a big man. I'm I'm fairly naturally a big guy. My dad was a firefighter for forty years, so he was in very good shape. So. Uh, Subsequently, I, I stayed that way, stayed the course as well. So, um, Yeah, it tends to be the gateway for a lot of guys, especially as high school sports, especially yeah. football. Um, that was kind of, I remember, it's a quick story about, do um, you remember Jack LaLanne? Mm -hmm. You probably remember Jack yeah. LaLanne. So he, and most people remember him as the juicer guy, but he's, he's kind of the grandfather of um, modern fitness and, and weightlifting in general, and he used to really encourage um, football programs to institute um, weightlifting in, in to in increase the the strength of football players and they used to quite often apparently uh, schools would kind of laugh at them and, and think that you know lifting weights was for bodybuilders and that was just gonna make you bulky and slow and football players needed to be fast and um, obviously things have changed since then so um, so post high school and school days um, uh, did you so when you were a marathon runner, that was that was after school. You said thirty years ago, so you would have been one around thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah. 35. yeah, I was doing a lot of running um, 
a, a ton of running. A lot of ran a lot of 10k runs, a lot of uh, spring 8ks, you know, half marathons. But uh, what um, um, what made you stop running? Like, how long did you did you? I stopped running. I, I burnt myself out a little bit because I one year I ran. The year I ran the marathons, I ran 10 10Ks and two marathons in one year. Wow. And I think I just lost interest. I just like that. I was like, enough is enough. And yeah. Playing havoc on my uh, shins and my back. And uh, and then life got in the way. Um, uh, some changes in my life. And I uh, started working in a job where I was traveling a lot. So I didn't, I wouldn't have, wasn't really looking to run that much anymore. So. Yeah. Um, um do you, do you, well, I guess we do some running with CrossFit now, but right. um, does it ever um, change your mind as to um, how much you enjoy running or used to, or like does it rekindle some of that interest that you used to have? Well, and Tyler, you know this, I, I'm challenged from a, a cardio perspective because my right lung is uh, compressed 85% because my diaphragm is frozen in the up position. So at any given day, I, I operate on one lung in a little bit um, but to that end uh, I think we did a wad on Monday was the one where we had to do the the 400 round with a medicine ball I think it was oh uh, yeah that was uh, last uh, was last Friday was it Danielle's? yeah so less last than a week ago and I was impressed with how much I could run compared to when I started in CrossFit my, my actually my cardio ability running ability is uh, in, doubled in, in ability since I I started doing some uh, uh, running within the uh, CrossFit wads. So yeah, and even um, well, research is, usually tells us this that or has told us this that um, cross training and strength training and and doing other things besides just running can aid in your running and, and no different than in any sport really. Yeah. If you're a hockey player, basketball player, so yeah. but why don't you, um, if you don't mind, why don't you elaborate on your um, the lung compression um, and kind of explain to people if they don't know um, the history behind this when it happened so about 12 13 years ago I, I I actually just like all of a sudden in the kitchen I started having challenges breathing and bending over doing up my shoes I couldn't catch my breath um, uh, you know anytime I bent over I couldn't catch my breath so I was diagnosed uh, first off as having a large tumor in my chest and I was diagnosed as having pneumonia and then I had a special x-ray and they said your your right uh, diaphragm has frozen in the up position your phrenic nerve has died which is the nerve that, that, that controls your your diaphragms to move up and down no different than uh, uh, was it Christopher Reeves Superman who fell yeah. off the horse and he severed both his phrenic nerves and that's why he was on oxygen all the time because oh, hold on a second I'm gonna jump in here so they originally diagnosed you with a, a tumor in your lung Okay, yeah, that gets a big mistaken. black mass. They didn't realize that my diaphragm, oh, was, diaphragm. was up. Wow. Like, that's all they could see in a so chest x-ray. So just like recoiled, I guess. Yeah, they did a fluoroscopy, I think is the term for the x-ray, and it's a special, it's a spooky x-ray. And, and you can actually see inside your body and you see everything right. moving. And then the, the... It doesn't give you that like warming feeling too? Was it that one? No. No. no it's, just it's just you, you turn fluorescent on a camera. Well, no, it's, it's, it's like the one from the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where you're just walking in front of a screen and you can see him walking. Oh. And, and it, you can see your body. And it was then, that Total they, Recall? Yeah, Total Recall. And they, they knew exactly what it was and there's no cure for it. I did try uh, about a year or two ago to try to get it kick-started. So they basically put a, uh, what do you call them? Uh, the uh, the paddles the paddles on my chest and yeah. zapped me three times, 
which oh, is really? lightning. Yeah, and uh, tried to kickstart it, and uh, so I've gone through that. So I know what that's like on the kickstart on the paddles. But uh, so that it's I, I I manage with it. I've gotten better, and uh, I compensate by just. My, it's funny when people say you got to breathe. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish. Yeah. Uh, how, so how did? Um, um, do they know why this happened? No, it was a virus that just a attacked virus the just, nerve. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, and, and it's it, it's 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 okay now. So. Yeah, it's it's such a freak yeah. thing, right? Yeah. It's not so it's strange. Never gonna, uh, Do you remember being sick at the time? Yeah, I had a really bad uh, cold, kind of virus cold, and uh, right. And, and and to that end, I I had my first cold this year in twelve years. I had a bit of a cold. The first time I've got a cold in twelve years. Oh wow. So I, I don't get colds and I don't get sick, which is maybe part of a bonus of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not as much lung capacity. So your right lung is right lung is compressed. Yeah. Eighty-five percent. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you talking about um, you'd you'd spoken with a doctor who had done some sort of yeah research and there is an operation, nerves. but it's gone too far. Like it's gone to the point where it can't be repaired now. And oh, that was okay. the whole idea. I was going to get flown down to New York, and they were going to re replace that nerve from my brain to my diaphragm. But right. it's it's dead. It's it's done. That's why they hit me with the paddles to see if it had any life left in it. And gotcha. They would be able to determine whether it was going to function if they put a different in there. Huh. So. Yeah. But but you muster on, and um, yeah. uh, honestly, I think it's um, quite a. Uh, well, I know myself, and I know other people that know your story find it to be quite motivating that you, you know, soldier on the way you do. Mm -hmm. um, uh, no pun intended, by the way. I know uh, Gil's, um, Gil and Linda's son Thomas is in the Canadian military. Um, so when I say yeah. soldier on, um, anyways. Um, stupid dad joke. Um, so what uh, we, we when I talked to Linda a couple episodes ago, she talked. You know, we, we touched on. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, make sure to go check that out. I think it's episode two. Um, we talked about her how she you know had an interest in in physical fitness and training and step aerobics and the crazy things she did through the eighties and nineties and how she just sort of randomly got involved with CrossFit. Um, between let's say between thirty five and how long have you been doing CrossFit now? Two years? Yeah, it'll be uh, two years this uh, November, December. So what happened in between? Um, any working out, physical 15 fitness? Fifteen years of karate. Karate, so yeah. Linda and I and then, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you get into that? In, uh, our son, the one in the army, wanted to join uh, karate, so I went with him to karate and sat in the class for two weeks and watched him do karate and then thought, why am I sitting here three nights a week? Why don't I just join in? So right. I joined in and... Here I am, 16 years later, still doing karate, teaching three classes a week on two on Tuesday, one on Wednesday. Have my black belt, and uh, I teach mostly kids between five and well, I, as young as five and adults. Right. Um, it involves a lot of stretching. Obviously, uh, there is a, a, a big kind of, uh, um, a uh, discipline component um, and concentration, but it's been really good for me, and I, I. Um, I got a lot of my motivation and focus and direction from, I call it FDR, focus, um, discipline and respect is what it, it's taught me. And uh, Linda and I uh, still do it. Linda is challenged right now with her work here. She does a uh, class on Wednesday and one on Thursday. Um, and I do three uh, classes a week. But And then we moved up, up here um, and uh, Linda started coming to the box and 
and I couldn't because I had torn my um, uh, uh, muscle in, in my, del my deltoid muscle, a nerve in my deltoid muscle uh, doing sparring, so I couldn't lift my arm above my head for a year. And I ended up upstairs and watching everybody in CrossFit. And then finally one day my, my arm came back and started moving again. And I came down into CrossFit and kind of haven't looked back. I mean, it's challenging, but I haven't looked back. Yeah, so um, what's the dojo you guys are a part of? Shindokai. It's in Shindokai. Yeah, it's in Over Orangeville on. on Centennial. Centennial for those yeah. of you from yeah. Orangeville or know the area. Um, and, and you were saying you primarily, or you coach all ages, but yeah. do you, you spend time with the kids too? Yeah, I, the I, I, like, I like teaching kids. I like teaching, I, te I let them punch me in the chest just to <laughs> show that what it's like to punch a big guy. Yeah. And it's kind of exhilarating to have a little kid punch you in the chest. <laughs> so as long as what's the age limit to uh, uh, punch you in the, the chest? Kid, the size of the kid. <laughs> I don't want him knocking the wind out of me. But yeah, it's, get it's, some big surly five-year-old. Yeah, there's a couple of guys that I just won't let punch me. But, uh, <laughs> And then I, I do cartwheels for them. Even myself, my six-year-old. Well, yeah, my four-year-old likes to punch me in the he'd face. He'd be fine to punch it just in the chest. Six-year-old has got quite a yeah. whack now. Yes. Yeah, get ready for it. So. Yeah, you, that's the last thing you want is a six-year-old yeah. to punch you in the chest, and then you start exactly. tearing up. Yeah. Um, so, so Linda, yeah, so Linda started CrossFit, I guess, a couple years ago. Yeah. Was it a conversation you guys had? Did no, you... she just had, uh, she wanted to do some things. I, um, I was working, um, and... Uh, she suggested I join. We, we did belong to different clubs in Brampton when we were there, but on, on a casual basis, nothing really intense. We went to CrossFit, not CrossFit, Good Life in uh, Orangeville, didn't like it at all. It was, it was actually depressing. Yeah. So we got out of there in, in, in a heartbeat. And then Linda had me come over here and um, I enjoyed it. I, I, I'm a bit of a, a loner in one sense. I like to work out by myself. I've never been a team player. I, uh, I like doing individual sports, so CrossFit in this place allows me just to wander off as I did this morning. I was <laughs> off in La La Land doing my own thing, um, but I, I, I like the people and, and, uh, and the motivation that everybody gives me and support. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I remember the, the first conversation we had, Linda came to me and said, I think it was something along the lines of like, yeah, you got to talk to my husband Gil, He's, um, like, I, I'd like to get him to come try CrossFit. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, like, what you weren't the first, you know, sixty-something-year-old guy that I'd spoken to. Yeah. Certainly, isn't a common thing. Um, I, I wasn't real. I don't believe, from what I remember, Linda gave me the um, the full story on your health history. And I remember talking to you, and you gave me the whole rundown about yeah, how you you were having shoulder atrophy. You couldn't lift your arm above your head. You had eighty-five percent loss in your right lung and arthritis. Uh, the arthritis and and I remember thinking to myself, what in the hell? Um, but let's let's get you moving. Um, well, I mean, I, I have arthritis in both my knees. I have a torn ACL in my right knee, two two torn meniscus in my right knee. How'd you do all that? It's, it's just just life, life. Probably karate kicking and stuff. I got <laughs> arthritis in both shoulders. I got a bulging disc in my neck and three compromised discs in my neck. I got two bulging discs in my back. Arthritis all through my back and my hands. Um, so, you know, when I get out and I do a wad, I, I feel 100%. makes me feel better, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Moving makes me feel better. Yeah, and I think that was one of the first things I would said to you, like, let's at least come try a class. Um, I do remember your, um, I don't know if you remember this or not, but you were very shaky and um, uncertain about pressing anything overhead. Yeah. Um, 
obviously, uh, with, with the issue, the injury that you had with your shoulder. Shoulders, but I, yeah. we had started you off, you know, with yeah. presses and push presses with just a PVC, and yeah. we got the 15-pound technique bar, and, and um, slowly we work your way up, and, yeah. and you had gained um, quite a bit of that overhead strength yeah. pretty quickly. Um, and there's sorry, a lot of work to be done still. Yeah, and, and but um, like I said before, the, the motivation you give to people around you um, and, and the inspiration to just keep chugging away is um, definitely duly noted by a lot of people in the gym. Um, so where do you see yourself going? Like, you're going to continue with CrossFit, I'm assuming. Um, I, you know what? I, I, I did take your, um, as you remember, your uh, nutritional boot camp. Yeah. I think it was in sure when it was maybe last January or February um, I started it last September 2017 so yeah. at some point in there within the last year yeah. and I and I did very well on it I, I enjoyed it it was 30 days I, I watched religiously all the the I guess they were like podcasts too that, yeah and I stuck to it with um, fitness pal and you know I did I did drop uh, 10 pounds I I'm up a couple now, but summertime is hard. But I, I yeah. it, 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 it the allowed me the cottage to, life. Yeah, well, but that, then at the same time, uh, even at the cottage, I pay attention to what I consume when it comes to my uh, my macros, and I know the protein is important for me at my age. Protein is important. I Big know time. that uh, yeah. you know eighty percent of weight of, of uh, well, it's what you put in your mouth. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, so uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I know I can't lose weight just by doing exercise. I have to um, watch my diet, and I, and I give all my credit to my diet to uh, Linda, who is an awesome cook, and make sure that I <laughs> eat properly. Yeah. On a go-forward basis, I'm, I'm going to continue on. Um, I, I, I actually had, um, in the last week or so, I've had a couple of job potential job offers. Uh, even at 65, people are saying, oh, come and work for me. Yeah. And, and which is awesome, and, and I get a lot of um, compliments from people uh, who say to me, I want to look like you when I'm 65, even people here say, if I can look like you at 65, I'd be really happy. Um, I'm happy the way I am. My father died at 65, um, didn't exercise uh, a day in his life after he turned 35, uh, and uh, and my, bro my brothers are, well, uh, one brother has cancer, but my other brother doesn't exercise, and a lot of my friends don't exercise, and, and I, I, I don't understand it. I don't know how they get up every day. Yeah, uh, we, we, we've, you and I have touched on this a little bit in the last year or two about some of the people that you know and the mumbling and grumbling they do. You know, um, all I all I can constantly think about is that the analogy that I use about either uh, actively swimming upstream or passively floating downstream. There's certainly a lot of people that just kind of allow the the tide to, to take you. Um, uh, did you ever read that book that I recommended? Did, have we talked about that? It's called uh, Younger Next Year. No. Um, maybe I'll I'll post the link and um, I'll, I can even send it to you. It's I originally read the book um, probably at least seven eight years ago so it's called uh, younger next year it's actually written for guys right around that the age of retirement so 65 mm -hmm. 60 65 um and it was written by um the, the chapters kind of go back and forth there's a there's a lawyer and there's a doctor so the lawyer comes in kind of kind of explains why you know eating well and intense exercise is important for all ages especially as we age um 
And then the doctor comes in in the next chapter and backs that up. And they, they kind of flip-flop and, and leapfrog each other throughout the book. And it's I've read the book through at least three times. Um, and I recommend it to, to most people. There's also a female version as well. But again, the, the original was intended for 60-some-odd-year-old guys. And, then, and they talk about um, a lot of these similar things, like what you just mentioned, that um, uh, sure, uh, you know, un, unlucky things happen. Um, you know, things like car crashes and cancers and diseases and, and terrible things can happen. However, the likelihood of those things happening are, are pretty low, um, and and our the chances of us living into you know seventies, eighties, nineties, even a hundred plus for some people um, can look awfully daunting if you don't take care of your body. And um, um, and and I know my wife and I talk about this a lot about you as well, Gil. But I don't think I've ever told you this. But both my grandfathers passed away at sixty-five. One was sixty-five. One was sixty-four. Um, my wife's father passed away last year at 65 and it, it definitely seems to be you know once people get past that age of 50 55 they they start mm -hmm. to allow themselves to just kind of let go and yep. um, I know you're a huge motivation for not only myself and, and my wife and a lot of people in the gym so it's great to see the um, the one thing that I mentioned to you that I'd share with everybody is a uh, I shared with you, Tyler, was a, a heart test that I had done about three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. Called the, uh, it's called the Audio Defender Test, and uh, they put a blood pressure cuff on your arm, and then they, um, it measures the blood flow through your uh, veins and blood vessels, and it takes about 25 minutes for this blood uh, cuff to do its job. It's all tied up to a laptop, and then there's tests for, for sugar in your urine and cholesterol. And things like that, but at the end of the day, it, it it takes a whole bunch of measurements, and the main measurement is: is there any restrictions in your in your blood vessels and your veins um, due to cholesterol or yeah, blood you get that clotting plaque, or plaque whatever? Buildup, plaque yeah. buildup. Um, so they give you your chronological age, and I had it done when I was 56 years old in three days, so on the Monday after my birthday, and and then it gives you your your, your cardio age, which is your heart age. And my heart age was 55, so my heart was is 10 years younger than my actual age. Um, right. And I and I contribute a lot of that to the activity that I've done, particularly in the last two years in, in CrossFit, because uh, the 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 nurse that I was working with, who did this test, which takes about an hour in total, she said that's the best score I've ever seen for anybody uh, your age. <laughs> I've never seen any. I don't know how you do that. But yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, so it, it's a good test if anybody is interested. Just ask me and I can send yeah, you and even, information. Even on the outset, if you think, um, you know, some people may even think, oh, well, what's the big deal? It's only, it's only 55. Um, uh, because maybe you're thinking of the average 55-year-old person out there. Don't forget that um, a healthy 55-year-old is a, still a very young individual. Um, uh, unfortunately, most people, when you think of 55, unfortunately, you think of maybe some unhealthy 55-year-olds surrounding you. Um, and that also touches on um, that book I was mentioning. So it's called Younger Next Year, and the whole, ment the whole premise of the book is that if you exercise intensely and eat well, not only are we you know, stopping that down, they, they call it the downward slope, um, the once you're past 50 years old, but you can actually start to go back up that hill um, and, and actually reverse the effects of aging. And, and uh, like I said, it's, it's called Younger Next Year. It was written... Uh, at least seven, eight years ago. Um, 
and actually, why don't we? That brings us to the the science article. Actually, I just came across it this morning. Um, it's actually from the Business Insider, the original article. Uh, but it, it, it's based on a study that was done um, talking about metabolism and age. Because um, this is quite common, right? We hear this all the time when people say, oh, you know, it sucks getting older, my metabolism's slowing down, and, you know, I just keep gaining these pounds, and blah, 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 blah. Turns out your metabolism actually doesn't really slow down at all. Um, the people tend to gain weight and get unfit because first of all they stop moving stop moving as much as they did when they were you know a kid running around and being active but not only that they also tend to get more comfortable in life and they they sit around more they watch tv more they hang with their friends more maybe they party and socialize more with more drinks more food etc 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 so you compound all these factors and, and even if you were to eat a little you know a few more calories every single day um, in your adult life that compounds over time and starts to really add up and all of a sudden you know let's say you gain one pound a year starting at the age of 25 um, in 10 15 20 years suddenly those things are really adding up so um, any thoughts on that yeah I, and it's, it's little secret things that, that I do that I that I didn't do before that have made a big difference is when it comes to to Brad when um, Linda being um, glucose Gluten. gluten intolerant. Yeah. Um, not gluten intolerant makes makes it easier, but I I probably have max two pieces of bread a week, maybe one, and I used to eat a lot more than that, and right. little things like that, and little adjustments on 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 quantities of food where I used to get up and get another serving of food, and I only have one, and and and, and making sure I eat enough protein and lots of vegetables in it. And just it's simple things that I'm not hurt. I, you know, I, I cheat. My cheat, I'll tell you what my cheat is. Um, my cheat is to go through McDonald's and get a Happy Meal. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and hey, I, and get, I Gil's brought the, the, the Happy Meal toys Toy. in for my kids, yeah. uh, the books. And so I figure that it's under five bucks. It's a little hamburger, a little fry, a yogurt, and I get the milk. And, and that's my, my every other month maybe little cheat if I'm out or about. And, and Do you I, think you weird anybody out? Well, they think I'm getting it for their my grandson, what if granddaughter. You go, what if you go through like the drive-through or something? I do the drive-through all the time. And and they they they, they just give me anything. the funny look, like yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> Here's this and, guy and sitting in his truck on his own. I just do S and M, senior modified. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I don't go for the Big Mac or the big fries or the big Coke. I don't. No. I don't drink pop too. That's the other thing. I, I never oh, drink pop. That, that's a big no-no. I just don't. Either. Well, now I'm worried about drinking orange juice because it's got the same amount of sugar in it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I have a regimen. I take, I drink kefir, uh, and then with that I take, uh, I, d I do Lakota, which is that, and I, it's for my arthritis. Yeah, and chondroitin. Yeah. And then I do um, uh, uh, vitamin D, I do zinc, magnesium, uh, curcumin, and, and omega-3. It's kind of a, a daily regimen for me, and it's, it's really helped me a lot. So yeah, the uh, glucosamine is, um, um, it seems to be, it wildly varies as to whether or not it actually affects oh, people yeah. or not. It's, whether it's a placebo or not, placebos still work. Um, I it works. Yeah, me. yeah, and yeah. if it works for you, then it works for yeah. you. Do you yeah. do fish oil? We've talked about fish oil. Well, I just eat a lot of fish. I, I, oh, okay. I buy, I eat salmon, I eat, uh, I buy uh, tuna steaks, uh, sushi-grade tuna, and I eat tuna. 
Um, so I, I do a lot of uh, fish. We eat a lot of fish. And that's just it. It's uh, no different than, you know, having little cheat meals here and there, the compounding factor of it adding up. Yeah. Um, like you just touched on, the, the opposite is true as well. You make small little changes, which is far too common. People, um, you know, they want to... They want to get fit. They want to get healthy. So they try to make a complete 180. Yeah. They they change overhaul everything in their diet. They exercise intensely every single day, five days a week. Um, then they hate themselves and they burn out and they quit. Um, whereas just small little changes here and there really add up over time. Yeah. And and if I feel like I'm getting off track, I, I I start to I go back onto 816. I'll do 816 for three days in a row or something just to get back on track. The, the fasting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'll just do an 816. So. Yeah. So Gil did the nutrition boot camp. Um, we'll run another one um, this fall, starting in September, with the beginner boot camp. So if any of you are interested in joining it, um, I can add existing members into it as well. Um, and it, it, it starts to touch on and explain the benefits of intermittent fasting. Sure, it's not for everybody. Um, it, it definitely works for a number of people. And somebody like Gil, he does it every once in a while. Um, the benefits are there, and it, it, it's just a tool in your toolbox to be able to... I use it all the time. I think we talked about it in the podcast with Jen Johnson. Um, so if you have any questions on that, we can talk about it some more. And uh, eggs are big. Uh, obviously, we have nine chickens, so I we have our fill of eggs and uh, pop eggs or eat eggs on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, I hate eggs. But <laughs> people that know me know that, oh, man, I... Fish and eggs, I, n I never went, ne I wouldn't even be in the same room as eggs when I was a kid. Um, hated them. Uh, but then I realized how healthy and beneficial they are. Now, uh, now I eat four a day, so. Um, the other thing they, they mentioned in this research article that, uh, that we were, um, I guess it's not really a research article, it's more of an editorial, but it was based on a research article. They, they talked about the, this whole um, boosting your metabolism as a myth. Um, which is true, right? Like, like they said, um, uh, we digest our meals and burn energy. The way we do it can't be altered significantly enough to cause weight loss. So spicy foods and fancy green teas and supplements and that sort of thing won't make you burn calories any faster. Your body still uh, metabolizes things at the same rate. So um, that's true as we age as well. So just as um, age isn't going to slow your metabolism down, being younger isn't necessarily going to um, speed it up a whole heck of a lot either. So, um, any other thoughts there, Gil? Just you've pretty no. much touched on it. Just yeah, be no, smart. I, I, I think besides CrossFit and karate, as you know, I have a four acres. I, I'm really busy at my property, um, cutting trees down, splitting wood. I take my dog out for a walk every day. I mean, I just I think it's it's just I find from at my age now, at 65, if I just keep moving and doing yeah. things and just keep you know, busy. I don't walk upstairs, I run upstairs, you know, just as a yeah, you know, and just simple little every little bit helps and every every turn is is you have to think about how is this going to affect me. You know, my downfall probably is I like Robin, I like red wine. <laughs> I like wine, and you have to have an escape, and uh, yeah, and that's the little escape. I'm not a giant, giant beer drinker, which is fine. But uh, um, you know, if I stopped drinking, I'd probably lose ten pounds. But I prefer to have the ten pounds and keep drinking <laughs> than do that. Um, one of the challenges I had in my younger career 
was I was, uh, was a senior executive at McKenzie Investments and I was on airplanes and over an eight year period I was on a thousand airplanes flying across Canada. But my, my godsend was every morning at 5.30 I'd get up at nowhere, no matter where I was in a hotel and I'd go down to the gym and work out and go on an elliptical and try to do some weight training and that way I could I was able to keep some level of fitness over those years, um, although I was putting on weight because of all the whining and dining I did with <laughs> all the clients, but um, I kept those habits up after I finished that job, which is why I am where I am today and able to do what I can do today. I think it all, over a long haul, made a difference in uh, well, my I overall say, health. I, for, I forget the name of the book. Uh, it's like one of those like business motivation books I read years ago. It was called The Compound Effect. Yeah. And it touched on that topic basically that the small little things add up over time. So a little bit of patience, but also due diligence to make sure that you're continuing to make smart op or you know choices over time. So yeah. um, good stuff. And, and and fitness is the same thing um, to improve at anything in, in CrossFit, um, strength training, even a sport you play. You're not going to make the NHL after a year of playing hockey. You have to you have to put in the time and, and the effort. Um, and people don't just arrive at success uh, instantaneously. You got to put in the, you got to put in the effort. So, um, good stuff. Um, let's wrap things up. Sure. We're we're well under an hour, which is great. Um, yeah, anything else you want to add? I know um, you had some gillisms. <laughs> no, it's it's. You know what? I I just reflected back on another thing. I was a member of the Devil's Pulpit for for eight years, and and you weren't allowed to take pull carts, so you had to have electric cart, and you were wuss if you took a electric cart, so you ended up walking all the time, walking the course, so right. you were walking for six hours, I mean, right. carrying your bag over your shoulder. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think from my perspective, to, to finish it up, is I, I, I have totally embraced um, CrossFit, and, and particularly our, our club and, and the people around it, they're, they're so supportive of me, and uh, and, and give me encouragement, and I, I know I give them encouragement, and and I, I think you just have to focus and stay focused, and you have to have that discipline and that respect for yourself. So when you get in the mirror, you look in the mirror, and if you're happy with what you see, then can keep going. But if you're not happy, then you, it's up to you to make some changes. It's you're the guy that's gonna. It's it's the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror that's gonna determine what you look like and how you feel. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, the other thing I want to mention too about how, how integral you and Linda have been to a lot of the social events we do with CrossFit, um, orchestrating sponsorships for our, our competitions, and sure. you guys hosted that barbecue that one time. Uh, you want to touch on that at all? Just, no, uh, I just, just like, we're, uh, we're pretty friendly people. We, we do have a big circle of friends, and yeah. you know, we, we say time out sometimes with some of our, our friends, but we, we enjoy, uh, we feel a little out of place, you know, to be honest with you, Linda and I, because we're, we're older than everybody. I mean, I'm 30 years older than most of the people that I work out with. Yeah, um, but and it's, I think it's you, a, you still hit our poker night with us. Yeah, and, 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 and it's a mindset. It's it's just it, it's just it do, age is, is just a number. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. Age is mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. <laughs> there we go. There's if, a, there's you a like if you feel like you're over the hill, enjoy the view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, as long as somebody's in a, you know, I look at everybody as as long as you're an adult, um, mm -hmm. you're probably not going to be out of place. Um, well, you haven't seen that side of me yet. Though. Tyler Marsh is border borderline. Um, I guess he's an adult at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's all good. All good. Good stuff. 
Um, anything else you want to add? No. I Jokes, just, uh, quips? No, no, I, I'm going to keep it clean today. I'm just going <laughs> to, as I said to Tyler earlier today, you can call me Google. I've been, I have been what you, I am what you've been searching for. So, there you go. That's all. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks for coming, Go. Okay, thanks, Tyler. That's excellent.